Hello, and welcome to Asian to Asian Podcast Numero Seis. That's six episodes. That is six. For those of you that don't know Spanish. Today, as promised, we are talking about expired listings, but we don't really like that word expired listings. Well, why don't you like the word expired listings? Um, Because like, it's like I'm going after like just scraps, you know? It's a viable way to get a lot of really good business. I think it's a common misnomer that the expired listings are just the activity that a new realtor should be doing. Um, because it's not true at all. Everybody in real estate goes after expired listings. They do because they're expired and it's, it's like a free agent you're back on the market and people are going to want to snag it up. And yeah, there's a couple of reasons why a house will become expired. And one of them is, um, well, I mean, straight up homeowner just might end up hating you. Oh yeah, they do. And that's kind of common. I mean, that's a, a really big reason why uh, a homeowner won't re-sign a contract with the realtor. Is, uh, it comes right down to it. They just don't like them. And a lot of people, um, they want to sell the house, but how actually serious are they about selling that house? Well, I think you put your house on the market, you're pretty serious about selling it, but you don't realize that you have to do something to sell it. Exactly. You know, I mean, of course you want your house to sell, but you think it's just going to sell because your house is that wonderful. And, you know, the hard reality is, is that your house probably isn't as wonderful as you think it is. There's a lot of competition out there. And so sometimes people forget that they're competing with a buyer. There's not always a million buyers in there. It just depends on what cycle you're in. So if you've got a house that's just okay and there's a billion buyers out there, then you're going to have to do some work as the seller to, to attract, you know, the person that's, you know, ready to pull the trigger. And I think a lot of people, they don't realize that there's a, there's a cost. You're, they're going to have to do something on their end to get their home sold. Yeah. And, um, one of the first couple like expired listings that we took over was, Jenny's parents, really nice. I don't want to call it a cabin. It's a house in Lake Arrowhead. Yeah. And it was built in like the 1920s and uh, they had it on the market. And, you know, my father-in-law, Dr. D, he didn't need to sell this place. He was just kind of over it. They were, they were getting old and nobody was using it so much anymore. And, and Well, my dad had double knee replacement surgery. And so it was really challenging for him to kind of walk the terrain up in the mountains. Either it was snow or it was wet, yeah. or it was just you know an uh, incline. Their right? master suite, was which on was the second story, which was really bitch, and they had uh-huh. kind of redone it. It was up these gnarly steep stairs. Yeah, so it which, it just wasn't compatible for my dad any longer. It wasn't. It wasn't convenient, and so they put on the market with like the realtors, and so the listing was about to expire, and Jenny was newly newly licensed, mm-hmm. and so you drove up the hill. And the whole way up, they were just touting like how rad their old school realtor is. And the house had been on the market for how long? Yeah, actually, I don't remember. I'm going to say two years. I think they had re-signed <laughs> with this realtor yeah. like four or five times. I mean, it, it had expired many times before. And they just kept renewing their contract with the same realtor because they were the area expert. And, you know, the objection for my uh, dad was nothing about me. 
uh, or you, I mean, for that matter, um, it was just that we didn't live in Arrowhead. And so it wasn't a convenient place for us to go. You you had to make a whole day or more out of it, you know, to get up there. Uh, weather could maybe even impact if the road was going to be, you know, drivable. And you drove up the hill with them mm-hmm. and you, and it was after Thanksgiving, well after Thanksgiving and you pulled out to that property and what did you find? Well, after listening to how great this realtor was and how on top of it they were and how I couldn't have the listing because I just wouldn't be up there to service it, you know, frequently enough. Um, we pulled into the home. I'm, I really want to say it was just beginning of December. Uh, the rotted pumpkins were still on the porch from when my parents had last gone up there, which would have been pre Halloween. Yeah. Pre Halloween. Pre Halloween. Uh, so they were up there before Halloween. I had just did some fall decorations, uh, put some pumpkins out, you know, on the front porch. And here they are. They're coming back up beginning of December. And those pumpkins were just as soft and squashed and, you know, melting on themselves, you know, basically uh, <laughs> rotting from the inside out. Furry, and, and it was fur- great. I couldn't have asked for a better <laughs> gift from that realtor. Like uh, if that wasn't evidence that they hadn't been there, yeah. then I don't know what was. Or it was evidence to the fact that they just didn't give a shit. And who could care less that you're trying to put the key in the front door and, you know, you're having to smell and look at, you know, these rotten pumpkins with little gnats and flies and, you know, things um, kind of starting to make it, you know, their forever home. Um, So, I mean, that was great. I mean, they just walked right into that one. And I was like, yeah, thank you. I'll take that, you know. Um, So they had an issue with plenty. Uh, You walked into the house. And every light is off, you know, not even like a little ambient lighting left, you know, behind the sofa or, you know, down a hallway or in the kitchen, like a little light on top of a refrigerator. I mean, nothing to say like at least there's some life in this house. And so it was cool, you know, to also drive up and see that the house was almost inapproachable. I mean, because you did, you had to park out on the street. You had to walk quite a distance to the door in the snow and a lot of people just weren't going to give it that amount of effort. Well, you know, when the house has a really cool quality indoors, then you really want to make sure you get people indoors. If the outside isn't appealing enough, well, there's this great master suite that you really got to see. You got to get inside the house to see it. Yeah. So it was just like, hey, I'm, I'm going to come up every time it snows and make sure that the path to the front door is kept clear. And we did. Yeah. And we did. Absolutely. So we completely cleaned the driveway up, swept up, pulled all the leaves into bags and, um, did some minor tree trimming, just some low hanging branches and just made the place kind of cute again. And we, um, went inside and we moved some furniture around. Like it probably, I'm really glad my, stepmother-in-law didn't go back up there because she would have mm-hmm. been like she'd be like oh no that was my little mm-hmm. design and we're like it's hard for people to kind of give control over to a realtor it is um and we, they all we all want the same thing i mean the, the realtor wants to sell the home and the homeowner wants to sell the home but when you have to kind of sometimes 
do those really uncomfortable tasks, like change the way that the home is, you know, decorated. Just, I believe in feng shui. I think how you feel when you walk in the room is, is really important. And yeah, so when you just go, hey, the couch would look better over here. I think that, you know, the TV would look better over here. The bed might look better over here. And you start moving the furniture around. Um, it is. It can be very upsetting for some people. The long and short of this story is we sold the cabin. So the previous previous realtor couldn't do it. Oh, it was game on. And, and I mean, and we sold it. Right? The second that you got the listing, we knew you're just like, oh yeah, this is game on. Not only are you just like the 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 objective isn't to get the listing. The objective is to sell the house. Yeah. So you're like, okay, now that I got the listing, I want this other realtor to look so bad. Of course. You know, you like you just want to rub it in their face so hard yeah that's competition yeah i don't know what that is (laughs) it really is there's something almost like demented about it but we had to go to that little realtor's office over there by the lake and oh they were so flipping snobby about having to give us the key because it was a vacation property so they had a key so that they could let people in for just last minute you know and they never rented it out yeah and so we had to go take back the ownership of the key and oh they were so they were so angry with us that we had taken the listing. They're back. like, "How dare you drive an hour?" And it's like, as soon as an hour up the hill and get this key, you're like, <laughs> and you know, the thing is, um, with taking on expired listings, is you um, you're dealing with sellers a lot of times. They're just they just hate the realtor they chose before, mm-hmm. and now they hate all realtors. Right. And how do you get around that, Jenny? I just want to say at this point in time. It's expired for a reason. Yeah. And there's only one or two reasons really why a house is going to be expired. Either the market is just tanked and there's not really any good traffic, nothing's happening, nothing's selling, and you've just missed your window. And that's really nobody's fault. You know, that's just a a bad market. Um, But the other part is you hate your realtor. You hate him. And you're just like, no, I'm not re-signing with you again or yeah, whoever. Um, and so in my mind, they're going to be looking for somebody who is just not that other person. <laughs> yes. And I think sometimes all you have to do is uh, answer just, your phone when they call. Sometimes all you have to do is just be polite. Not act like you have so much business that you don't even have time for them. The best recipe for success is to underpromise and overdeliver. Word. You know, so I think a lot of times people just, they, they talk a big game and, and then n- nothing comes of it. So it really reminds me of like the story where we had the home down in Dana Point and we went to the open house and the open house was being held by the owner's son because the realtor was too busy to do the open house themselves. And these people... They were flipping the home. So they were really desperate to sell because they only had so much cash that they could kind of carry and it was the a, home for. And, and they had an amazing job with it. It was a beautiful house. It was a $1.5 million Ocean View house. Yeah, it was spectacular. There's no reason why it wasn't selling. It wasn't a scraper dog. And and so it's like, here's the son who knows nothing really about how to talk the game of selling real estate. He knew how to flip a home, but he wasn't a salesperson. And so here he is holding the house open and he has all the wrong clothes on. 
You know, he's got the ball game on super loud. He's sitting on the couch with potato <laughs> chips. He's totally being like interrupted in his like Wait, Saturday. Potato chips? Yeah. He was wearing croc sandals, yeah. Adidas sweats. God bless him. A Jimmy Buffett concert t-shirt. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know the guy. Yeah. And so he was just totally the wrong person been doing the open house, but his realtor wasn't doing it. And when we just come to the open house because we had a feeling that they would be looking for a new realtor because the house had sat on the market for some time. Let's touch back on what you just said. So all you people out there that um, want to grab this low hanging fruit and believe me, we got on Mr. Fancy Pants's team and we thought it was going to be the bee's knees and it wasn't, but low hanging fruit. Let me just tell you straight up people. Everybody grabs that apple within reach and we are sitting at these people's house trying to get this listing appointment and who calls and who does the client that we're trying to get this listing from? She goes, Oh my God, it's your boss on the phone. You want to say hi to him? And we're like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Yeah. That was surprising. That was surprising. So people will try to grab low hanging fruit all the time. It's the easiest game in the world. Well, it's the recipe for being a realtor. I mean, a house goes expired. Every realtor is going to call that person. I mean, you're just going to do it. You, <laughs> There's no secret. You want to sell your house. We all know you want to sell your house. Yeah. It was just on the market. It didn't work out for whatever reason. And now everybody has the opportunity to say, oh, I'm your person. But it was a shock that it was our own broker who was calling Right in the middle of our listing presentation. And it couldn't have been any more weird. I mean, <laughs> here we are, all dressed up, um, sitting across from the owner. With a formal listing presentation. Yeah, a really nice colored presentation with all of our stats and our marketing plan for them. And it's very detailed, talk about how much we're going to price their house out, all of the expectations for how long we think it's going to take to sell how many open houses we're going to do. Like it's all getting laid out. They love us. We're having like this fantastic conversation. It's going so well. And then the phone rings and she says, Oh wow. Hmm. Your broker, (laughs) this is your broker calling me. And it's just like, Oh, this will be interesting. I mean, (laughs) we had said in the meeting, I think the day before or a couple days earlier, I forget whenever our team meeting was that we were going to go on this listing presentation and that we were super excited. It was a great home and we were feeling very confident that we were going to get the listing. And he was like, what's the address? And, yeah, like, and, and so they're like know. prodding you for information. I, I don't know, bro. I really don't want to give you like my, we're trying but, to play poker, but. But you think it's just your broker who's yeah, saying, oh, we, I'm really interested in the work that you're doing and let's all just put good vibes on you and and anybody have anything in that neighborhood is there any information that we can give how can we support you and nope you're feeling like you're divulging all this information for the team to be helpful and then you're sitting in this listing presentation and your broker is calling the homeowner and then it's just it's like it's all coming to you in that moment you're just having like this realization that my broker is actually calling on expired listings. This person who you think is so above it, so past this, like I'm new to real estate and I'm just trying to find, you know, an opportunity to make a sale. No, 
even he is even, doing expired listings. Yes, ma'am. But he's so lazy about it that he has to go through <laughs> our our intel. <laughs> our intel. You know? And it's just like, it was it really was. It was like the wheels came off the bus that day um, that our own broker was really trying to steal a uh, business from us. And that did. That, that started an avalanche, you know, into a whole new direction. Yeah. And... You know, a lot of um, a lot of times when the seller pulls a house off the market, I want to just say we feel for you agents out there because we've been we've been ixnayed as well. Oh yeah, and because their price was just not reasonable, and then they they kick us to the curb. They pick another person and they lower the price to what it should be sold at, and then the house sells like ten days later. And you're like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the homes that don't sell, um, they just don't show well. Mm-hmm. And w- a perfect example is if it's a second kind of home where we live in L.A., but our house is, you know, we have a, this house in Laguna Beach or down by the coast or in Palm Springs, and we come out here every weekend, but we want to sell it. I'm Now that I'm mature enough in this business, I'm like, stop coming. You don't live here anymore. And that's a tough one. Like as a mature agent, you have to have those talks with people. You have to just tell them you no longer come out here anymore. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen when the house sells in 60 days? They won't be coming anymore at that point in time. So just practice. You just put up for sale. You you made a decision like you're not coming out here anymore Mm -hmm. and you're done. Right. And so then you can start holding that house open all the time to sell it. Because isn't that really what they're after? is for you to sell this property. Well, I mean, sometimes it's not what they're after. I mean, we haven't even talked about it yet, but there is a big chunk of people who put their home up for sale, and and they honestly really don't want it to sell because they really haven't made the commitment to sell their house. A lot of people are just curious. They just want to see what happens if they put their home on the market. You know, it's kind of like a dry run. So if you have somebody who's really not completely invested into the idea of selling their home, then you're really working kind of against, you know, the enemy at that point. Yeah. And God, what a weird person that like is doing that just to seek like attention from realtors. Pick a different hobby, people. Uh-huh. Seriously, get some. Well, because number one, we're free counseling. Well, everything's free. I mean, everything's free. We're, it we're doesn't just, cost you anything we're to, just, we're to waste our time. We're free. This podcast is free. We're just we're free. <laughs> God, it's like, this is free. So like, I'll take free. And so, you know, when you're, when you're an agent out there, you have to become a master at scouring the MLS and you literally need to be able to look at the thing and go, Hey man, this home is on the market now for 82 days and it's still for sale. And it's a little priced over, it's, it's overpriced price per square foot. And because now you've become an expert, you've, you've literally, um, educated yourself to the point where, you know, your market, you know, how many houses are for sale, what the average price per square footage you've toured a million homes. You've been to every open house possible. You've just literally, you know, your market now, and now, you know, that house is a little overpriced for price per square foot. And their remodel is 12 years old. So now, you know, 82 days of the market, they're probably going to only have a 90 day, um, listing. There's a lot of speculation that you do for sure. It's, it's a lot of speculation. Mm-hmm. Now, Jenny, do you start hitting those people up with a little bit of a mailer or what do you do? Uh, I, I like to schedule the showing. 
or go direct depending on what you know the directions are um but i like to get inside the house me too so if i have a hunch that the listing's going to expire in 90 days and it's you know 75 days you know on the market um well yeah i would like to get into that house and and kind of see what's going on um because if it does go through expired 15 days later then now you can have a pretty intelligent conversation with the homeowner about, oh, yeah, I've, I've been to this house. You know, I came in and I saw, you know, a week ago. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I would do differently. Yeah, um, like like you should probably box up your Star Wars collection because yeah. not everybody's a Star Wars fan. Right. Or and again, it's not always the other realtor's fault. You know, sometimes it's the homeowner's fault because they have weird things in their house yeah. like don't be weird don't when be weird. your house is on the market yeah you you have a whole room dedicated to beanie babies i'm gonna tell you straight up hey honey mm-hmm. you need to put all this shit away and get a storage unit and and same goes where like you open their garage yeah and the furniture is stacked out to the very front and i always say hey um what's with all this furniture they go oh that's my aunt Jeanette's. that's all her wood furniture from the 1800s from her farmhouse in ohio i'm like oh bitchin Put it in your house. They go, oh, no, I hate it. And I go, then get rid of it. And they go, I can't. It's out in Jeanette's. I go, then mm-hmm. store it. Mm-hmm. Store it elsewhere. Because I always tell people, the next owner is going to use your garage. They're going to epoxy the floors. They're going to hang up pictures. They're going to have a TV hanging on the wall. And they're going to do yoga or ride their Pelotons. They're going to have matching Pelotons in the freaking garage, people. Mm-hmm. Well, the last thing somebody wants to see is that there's a burden. With the house. So if the house has just now become a storage locker or there's weird rooms for weird activities, then it's people are like, "Mm, I don't want that lifestyle. I don't want to have a cramped garage. I like you said, I like, I want to put my bitch and Porsche right in the middle of the two car garage. Yeah. You know, and I want this room to be something sexy. I don't want this room to be like some weird holdover from, you know, when you were a kid. Can I tell a fun, so be can upfront I, about it. Can I tell a fun little story about you? Oh yeah. This will be fun. So we take over this pretty cool listing and, um, so we show up and we're dressed up to the nines and uh, Jenny's just got this bluest eyes and the whitest teeth and she's just, and he's just like, gah, 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 gah. and, uh, and his wife's a smart cookie. She's got her master's degree in freaking economics and she's built like 10 or 15 custom homes in a row. And the chick kills it. She's from La Jolla money and gets it. And um, she just, everything Jenny says is resonating with her. And I literally, I think I had duct tape on my mouth that day. I literally just, I had my, you know, my nice suit on and I just, just duct taped my mouth and we got the listing. And, uh, during that first <laughs> meeting, we gone to their bedroom, their master suite. And there's this, this giant obnoxious desk in the bedroom where like you would do your taxes, like instead of like doing what you're supposed to do, you would just do your taxes or you would sit there and you would at the desk and then there was this giant piece of furniture and jenny goes what is that thing and, and jenny's a lady first of all people but she goes what is that thing and they go oh the tv pops up out of this console and jenny looks at me and she looks right at the husband she goes a tv in the bedroom he goes oh yeah we like to watch tv at night you know and da 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 and jenny goes well bedrooms are for having sex not watching tv <laughs> his jaw he just he literally couldn't talk. He was like, "That's a true statement." And she kind of was like, she actually was twirling her curls and like, 
Well, she's like, I want to have sex in the bedroom. and I, Not me, his not, wife. Yeah, no, his wife was like, I want to have sex in the bedroom with my husband. And they just picked us right then well, and there. Well, okay, so the, the problem was, <laughs> is that the, the the TV had become the focal point of the bedroom. It was gross, it was gross. And I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with watching TV in your room. So sure. If you have a TV in your bedroom, I'm not harshing on you. But when you have your house on the market and you're trying to sell it, the last thing that you want to portray to the new buyer is, oh, buy my house and you'll never have sex again. Like, <laughs> that's the last thing that you want someone to think. I mean, you want people to walk into the bedroom and be like, eh, actually, this might spice up my marriage once again. Oh, like, you, you want to give people hope, you know, that there's a chance yeah. for a new everything. Yeah. And so, yeah, the last thing you want to do is walk into, like, this mahogany furniture. And, I mean, it was sure, it was expensive. But I it was mean, so bad. And, but it was really bad. And the cutest part is we took over that listing and we sold that house like 30 days later. And we did sell that house. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, a lot of homes, are, they're just hard to show. Mm-hmm. And if you're so entrenched, get out of your way, people. Or This isn't for homeowners, so we hope nobody that's selling a home is listening to our podcast. We don't care about you. We only care about the agents trying to make money out there. We really, really, really care about you people. But you've got to have like chutzpah. Mm-hmm. you got to come in at home and go, oh, no, honey. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that is gross. That's got to go. And mm-hmm. literally, you need to hold their hand and go rent them a storage unit and say, all this shit has to go. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like up to your ears and like, God, that was freaking hard. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get paid. And how else are you really going to get paid? Mm-hmm. You got to work. You right. got to work for it. Well, and it's such a, a weird in, uh, industry because I can't really think of any other industry where the, the so-called expert doesn't take the lead. You know, I don't, I don't know what happens with real estate agents, but they go into like a, a home to do a, a conversation about, hey, I can market your home different and I can get your home sold when the other person couldn't. But yet then they're just like saying the same things that just came out of a manual somewhere. They're not at all related to that specific piece of property. And so when you walk into a home, don't feel like you can't say, hey, in my personal opinion, these are the reasons why your house isn't selling. It's because you have a TV in your bedroom. It's because you have furniture that's 30 years old, right? It's because you have a funny smell coming out of, you know, that bathroom. And they go, oh, yeah, that's the drain on the tub. It's always been like that. You go like, oh, all of that has to get fixed, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes if you really want to take over the listing, you have to amend some of those problems personally. Straight and up. Don't be afraid as a realtor. To just say, I can take care of that for you. And it doesn't mean making a phone call and hiring out somebody to come and do it and then giving your homeowner a bill. Sometimes it's like, hey, you know what? First project that I'm going to do is I'm going to shag up that tree in your front yard. Yeah. Because it's overgrown. It's dropping a million leaves. It makes, you can't even see the house from the street. And, you know, we took over that listing uh, in Laguna Beach where... Uh, we shagged up the tree in the parkway. You remember that? We got the 30-foot ladder out, the double extension (laughs) ladder, and uh, the saws and the lopers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, put out the orange cones so that, you know, nobody, you know, killed us while we were doing Brought it. Brought our power washer. Yeah. Power washed their flagstone patio. Yeah. They and had, like, thick layers of, like, you're like, why wouldn't you people have And, you know, that was a precursor to that show, Love It or List It. And guess what they did? 
They stayed. Yeah, they did. Actually, they ended up not working out for us. We would go by that house still like a year later, lights. and the homeowners had still like the lights in the tree. You know, we're you like, mother effort. Yeah. Like, but, you know, at least take my lights down. But yeah. no, uh uh-uh. No. And it's cute because you, you do, you have to, you know, we follow a lot of realtors. And, oh, I want to say one thing about that. Yes, ma'am. You know, we, we didn't sell that home, but we had a lot of people see us doing that scope of work and the neighbors who walk up and down the street and they see that you're out there, you know, attending to something and and trying to make it look as marketable as possible. I mean, you are in the business of marketing. So if you want to market your house, it isn't just like, oh, I'm marketing your house by advertising it. No, you need to market that home so that anybody who sees it is going to have a good first impression. And if my first impression of a house that's on the market is one day a realtor had it and it looked dreary and then the next day another realtor takes it over and all of a sudden the yard work is done, the sidewalk has been power washed, the tree in the front, you know, parkway has been shagged and wrapped in lights. I'm like I want that person to be my realtor. Yeah. And you will pick up so much business from people who are thinking about putting their home on the market. Well, and you get because to Because they see what you're doing. They see what you're willing to do. You get to say sold in 21 days. Yeah. Or three days. Or three days. You know, and, and I, there's nothing more satisfying for me than to take over an expired <laughs> listing. Yeah. And you just go like, yeah, I'm fucking selling this thing. Yeah. Like it is fast as I can, not because I want the commission check, but because I just want to rub it in the other guy's face so bad. I know. And, and which kind of harkens back to in the movie colony, which it's one of our favorite neighborhoods out here in Palm Springs. And, um, we showed up like literally January 2nd Mm -hmm. and our guy, um, our guy, Rick, it was just like, he was landscape architect from Newport beach and he was in the yard was immaculate. Mm -hmm. The home was, you know, the remodel was older. But it was it was good. It was still it was still relevant. It was timeless. You it know? was still it was still timeless style, and and he just had had enough with his old realtor who had this market this house on the market for about a year. And Rick and his wife had gone through the divorce. They were done. They wanted mm-hmm. to split up. They had a lot of fun times at this property together. But I think somebody had more fun at that property without the other person. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just time to sell. And Aww. dude, we showed up, and it was just like, oh my god. It's just reeked of cheater, 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 you know, and like the curtains were all closed uh-huh. and the, the bicycles were in the, in the living room on the tile floor and the patio furniture was in the, it was a bitch in house cause it had a cabana that was, you know, separated by this all under one roof. It's like this long, long house. It was a house garage cabana that was just sick. And, um, we showed up and we're like, oh no, open all the curtains. Yeah. Actually, I think we pulled curtains down. We're uh-huh. like, dude, no, we're not, nobody's doing curtains at this house. Uh-huh. It was all that iconic glass yeah. style. It wasn't mid-century modern so much. It was just that style. And, um, we went straight to work, man. And I just think the realtor, like you said, had got in their head that, eh. So, you know, we, we get into this, um, this realm of, how do you get leads? How do you get listings? How do you, how do you do the thing? And going after expired listings, it should be one of your mantras. It's a great skill set for anyone to have because you can take on somebody else's failed project and be successful. 
I think it does an enormous amount for your confidence. And I, I think it's just one of those things that really creates a lot of momentum. And again, I mean, it's easy. I mean, you can talk about door knocking and you'd be like, oh, you're knocking on how many doors? Like literally knocking on doors. We've done it. And you don't know if that person wants to sell their house or not. You, you literally don't know. You could go knock on a hundred doors and nobody wants to sell their home. Well, an expired listing is the exact opposite. Every single person that you contact on expired listings, they want to sell their home or at least very in very recently had wanted to sell their home. So you're talking to somebody who's in like the mood. It's a lot easier conversation. You're not trying to talk someone into selling their house. No, you're just trying to talk someone into using you exactly. as their realtor. And all you have to do is be professional looking. You have to have a plan for their home. You have to be able to speak candidly about what you think, what went wrong. It, it helps a lot to have been inside the house before you have a conversation with the homeowner. So you have some first hand knowledge about what you think the other realtor was doing wrong. And it really is nothing more than just saying, I'm going to make a commitment to make that other realtor look really bad. And if that's not your intent, when you take over an expired listing, you probably shouldn't take over expired listings because there's nothing that's saying that you're going to be any better than the person before you. Yeah. And that, Honestly, like, like we're so pro realtor, but honestly, we're we're in the league. We're 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 trying for the Super Bowl here. Well, so I hate realtors that don't try. I do too. I, I, I they really bug me. hate realtors that don't put in any kind of effort. Yeah, they go that that's just get out of the way because that's one. It's not good for our profession to have people who kind of provide that level of service, you know. And I think it just gives everybody a bad rep. So. I'm I'm not for people who are lazy or neglecting or, you know, withholding of information. I'm all about people who want to go out there and and get the job done. So, you know, that's what I like about expired listings. Now, on the flip side of all of that, here's a little bit of advice. This is a pro tip. If you get a listing and the, the sellers are not going to take down the star Wars collection room. They're not going to take apart the beanie baby room. They're not going to take apart the quilting room. And it literally the house sucks and you put them under contract. Do not whatever you do, let them out of that contract. Cause we had to get, we had, we were forced to let somebody out of a contract one time by our office manager in the fancy Newport beach office. And I swear to God, man, that lady owes us huge still. Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. And we always heard like, you know, if you, if a client wants you out, wants out of your real estate contact contract, you should just let them out. No, no, no. And no. Mm-hmm. If you've hit all the marks, mm-hmm. if you've begged them to do open houses, if you've held the open houses, if you've advertised their, their home in the, mm-hmm. in the periodicals, if you've done all this, all the, if you've hit all the marks that you said you would hit, do not mm-hmm. let them out of that real estate contract. Mm-hmm. And if the house is shitty, make that contract a solid year. Don't do a 30 day. Don't do a 60 day. Don't do a 90 day because it's going to take a time on the market. All houses sell mm-hmm. eventually. Jenny and I know that now mm-hmm. we're convinced like all houses sell, but do not ever, 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 ever let them out of a contract mm-hmm. because well, this is how we get paid people. Yeah, and especially, you know, if the contract is based on 
here's two parties and each party is making a promise to hold up their end. If you've held up your end, then why would you concede letting anyone get out? Now, we're not talking about, oh, there's some unforeseen incident and they need to take their home off the market. That's different. We're talking about like, oh, we just don't think you're getting the job done for me. So I want to go with somebody else. Don't ever voluntarily get yourself out of a contract. And and one last thing as as we kind of exit this episode is when you start researching expired listings, dudes and dudettes, do your freaking homework like triplicate because you don't know that Michael and Steven are selling this house together or Jill and Jan or Jim and Jan. You don't know who is who yet. So if you go in there with your guns like pulled out of your holsters and you're blazing bullets, you don't know like that. Well, that's my that's my lover is my <laughs> realtor or that's my wife is my realtor. That's my husband is the realtor. You don't know any of that yet. So you got to you got to be Jenny about this. And she's FBI member. So you got to go sleuth and you got to do so much homework. Make a game plan. Don't just go, oh, there's expired listing. I'm calling them. That's the dumbest thing ever. That's a, I don't want to say the realtor's office name that they would just preach at. Dude, do not do that. Do your homework. Back your truck up. Get as much intel as you can on that property. Go to your title guy. Find out who owns it. Find out who's on title. Who is on title? Are there two people on title? Are there three people on title? Like, is the sister living there? Is the brother-in-law living there? Like, who is freaking living there that's making this house unsellable? Get all that information and then make a game plan and go to war. That's called the art of war, Sun Shu. Win all your battles at your desk. And then when you go out to the battlefield, dude, it's game on. You're going to win this thing, but... Be careful, man, when you when you go out there, because we've had that happen before. They're like, um, first of all, no. And second of all, uh-uh. And you're like, oh, shit, okay, that didn't work. So get mm-hmm. do your intel. Make it rock solid. And if it doesn't work, move on.com. Mm-hmm. There's low-hanging fruit, people. Yeah. You're not reaching for the highest, you know, the, you're just trying to grab the stuff that even Mr. Fancy Pants was after. Mm-hmm. Well, and... You know, another part about expired listings that's really great is if you're not that busy and you're just looking for an opportunity to get your client base built up, when you go on a listing presentation, don't be afraid to say that you'll put somebody into a contract for 30 days. Yeah. Don't don't feel like it has to be for some enormous length of time. Sure. Because you can get something out of it always. You know, you're going to hold the home open. You're going to put a yard sign in, in the front yard. You're going to be able to brag about it, you know, and, and say, hey, look, I have a listing just down the street from you. If you go door knocking, it's going to give you a, a lot of, you know, quivers. Is that how you say it? Quivers in your arrow or arrows in your quiver. Arrows. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's going to give you a lot of arrows. Well, you're going to, you're going to get street cred. Yeah. And, and you don't ever know. You might get a buyer out of it. Uh, you might sell the home in that short amount of period of time, but most importantly, it's going to give you the opportunity to get some practice about how to go on a presentation, how to get yourself under contract. There's nothing worse than trying to write a contract and you don't even know how to, you know, fill it out or where people should sign or how to explain, you know, what the the lines of the contract mean. 
And so you just get to practice doing all of that. And who cares if it's just for 30 days? Amazing things can happen in 30 days, you know, and and you get to go out there and and try to sell somebody's house and you're going to sell it and it's going to be great. And, you know, now you even get to say that you sold a home that you took over the 30 day contract, you know, and if you do, if you do get that client, they say, well, I will only give you a 30 day contract, work your ass off Mm -hmm. and do like we just said, shag the tree, Mm -hmm. rake the leaves, take Mm -hmm. out the trash, pick up the newspapers, Mm -hmm. pull weeds, rearrange the furniture, rearrange the furniture, restage the house, go all in if it's allowable. And, um, after you do all that and they, they want to bring you to the guillotine and say, Hey man, I don't know if I'm going to relist you with you. Just bring your cat or your dog and say, please (laughs) just begging at that point for another 30 days. Like you're literally going to beg for another 30 days because you did all of the stuff that you were, that you promised, you know, you, you under promise, you over delivered and literally over delivered, man. I'm telling you. And back to Zig Ziglar in the last episode, I, I forgot this one. It's a huge one. Your money is in their pocket and you got to do the the right things always. And that means a lot of stuff that a lot of people wouldn't really think about. So do you own a rake? Do you own a shovel? Do you own some lopers? Mm -hmm. Do you know what lopers are? Do you know, (laughs) do you know what hedgers are? Do you like, do you have a, a battery operated blower? Get a battery operated blower. You show up to your open house an hour early, not 10 minutes early. You show up an hour early and there's freaking leaves everywhere. Blow that shit out. Mm-hmm. Blow it out to the street, people. Mm-hmm. You you literally have to make that. You have to you have to sh- polish that turd always. Mm-hmm. In closing, Jennifer, mm-hmm. Johnny, what says ye? Well, I think wait, wait, a- J- Jennifer or. What do you call me? Jennifer. Jennifer and Jennifer. He does that whenever he gets mad at me. He goes, I me never Jennifer. call her Jennifer. I go Jennifer. So he Jennifer. So Jenny, in closing. Um, go after the expired listings and do it in a, just stay classy people. That's good advice. Absolutely. Stay classy. Stay out of the trenches. You know, like I I really do believe like if somebody's trying really hard and and the house just won't sell because the market is just demanding that the average time on the market is 120 days. We all understand that's the cycle. You know, there's nothing wrong with the house. There's nothing wrong with your marketing. There's nothing wrong with the price. It just takes so much exposure to get your home sold. You know what? Leave that person alone. Let that then go through a new uh, contract with the homeowner. Don't hit that homeowner up and say, oh, your realtor is doing a horrible job. I'm going to take over the listing. Because you're just lying. You're not going to be doing anything different than the, that person is doing. You're not setting yourself up for success. And you're not going to give the homeowner what they really want, which is to have their home sold. So just really focus on the homes that you see that are really being neglected. You know, if you go buy a home, it looks fantastic, it's beautiful, it's awesome staged, you know, it's clean, leave that realtor alone. You go to buy a home, there's weeds in the front yard, there's four stacks of newspapers that haven't gotten picked up, you know, it's just dingy inside, you know, there's no lockbox on it, you have to call the realtor and he has to come let you in, whatever, you're just like, hey, that person is doing a disservice to the homeowner. Just focus on those expireds and you're going to have a really great percentage of success in getting them to sign a contract with you. Okay. So I think that probably wraps up expired listings. Um, we appreciate you so much listening to us. And please reach out to us, info at 28codes.com and just drop us a line. Tell us what you're up to. We'll respond. Trust me. 
It, it's a brother and sisterhood. Reach out to us. Are you running on the treadmill listening to us? Are you commuting? Like, what's your jam? And mm-hmm. uh, tell us what you're working on. Mm-hmm. We're not going to try to steal your listings. We're, too, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're, we're not those people. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you and uh, any help that we can provide. Uh, any information that you would need. Um, those of you that have reached out to us so far, uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, we just like to keep the network open and alive. So like Johnny said, have yourself a great rest of your day. And we'll catch you next time on Agent to Agent. Peace.